0: Hey everybody, welcome to the second episode of Out with the Old, In with the Review, the podcast that discusses and reviews new cultural fads ranging from music, to products, to movies, and more. I'm your host Chloe Lovell, and today we're talking about Moxie, a movie new to Netflix about standing up to sexism in the school setting. Let's review. So I found out about Moxie through all of the ads that are on Snapchat. You know, like, when you go through the stories and you want to skip this ad, but you can't because you have to wait five seconds or whatever? It was one of those ads. And by the third or fourth time that I had seen it, I was just like, all right, so, like, maybe I should actually, like, see what this is about. Might be interesting. So I looked it up on Google, uh, and it was released March 3rd of 2021 on Netflix so I figured you know perfect to review it's been a little over a week since it came out I need things to review so why not so anytime I need information on a movie I go to internet movie database imdb and this gives me you know like the description of the movie a rating all the info what have you so the description of moxie on imdb is, fed up with a sexist and toxic status quo at her high school, a shy 16-year-old finds inspiration from her mother's rebellious past and anonymously publishes a zine, zine, zine that sparks a school-wide coming-of-rage revolution. So I thought that was interesting, maybe even a little bit relatable, I guess, a description, like, I, there was definitely some stuff that went on in my high school that, could apply to that description, which I will be getting into later. So a little bit about the production information. So this movie was directed by Amy Poehler. She actually plays the mom, Lisa, who is the main character Vivian's mom, uh, in the movie. And it stars Hadley Robinson as Vivian, Lauren Tsai as Claudia, and Alicia Pascual Pena as Lucy. This movie is also based on a book written by Jennifer Matthew, who is the executive producer of this film. And that book, Moxie, was originally published in December of 2015. For those who aren't interested, it's rated PG-13 for thematic elements, strong language and sexual material, and some teen drinking. It's also part of the teen movies, movies based on books, comedies, dramas, social issue dramas genres that was a mouthful for those who haven't seen the movie yet here's a quick kind of not really summary of the movie but spoiler alert i will be talking about key points in this film from here on out so if you do not want the movie ruined thank you for listening so far but kindly pause this go watch the movie and then come back and listen to this podcast Okay, cool. So it's the first day of junior year for Vivian and Claudia, who are best friends. At lunch, Vivian watches the new girl to school, Lucy, get harassed by Mitchell Wilson, a popular football player. Uh, Vivian tells Lucy to ignore him and that he doesn't mean any harm, but Lucy refuses and explains that what he's doing isn't right. So the next day, Vivian starts to see the signs that Mitchell and other guys on the football team are a lot more inappropriate than she thought. Then the ratings list is posted online, which is a list that rates the girls of the school, giving them awards such as Best Rack, Most Obedient, or Designated Drunk. Because of this, Vivian secretly starts the magazine, or Zine, Moxie. The magazine calls for girls to take action against derogatory comments and unfair actions made against them throughout the movie. Vivian becomes better friends with Lucy, Kira, Amaya, Caitlin, and CJ, and they form a group to revolutionize the school by supporting and empowering the girls within the school. As more obstacles and conflicts build, ranging from losing a fight for a scholarship against Mitchell and Claudia getting suspended for some of the actions taken by the supporters of Moxie, Vivian starts to feel alone in this fight she hits her breaking point when she finds a letter written to Moxie crying out for help. Vivian leads a walk out during school and speaks to the crowd, admitting that she started Moxie. And the film ends as Vivian reaches closure with a few relationships that had become strained due to Moxie, and she finds closure within herself. So I really wanted to dive deep into this movie and dissect every little thing but i'm a college student with not a lot of time to spend on one project so i'm not going to be diving super deep into this movie but i'm going to look at some of what i think are the most important aspects to look at in a film so those uh, important aspects i think are um, screenwriting so looking at features like the overall storyline and character development the acting within the movie how this movie is relevant to today and how it fits in our culture today and the overall message or themes of this movie. So let's start with the overall message. So the main theme of this movie is woman empowerment. The whole reason that Vivian starts the Moxie magazine is because of the ratings list that is posted that really just objectifies the girls in the school. Many of the editions of the magazine that Vivian makes they specifically call out um, these unfair judgments and give specific examples of things that happen within the school. But from there, the movie addresses other social issues and topics like racism, white privilege, bullying, sexual harassment, prejudices of people who are disabled, and showing favoritism in school. And I love how it addresses these social issues and I think they're very important topics that need to be discussed and putting them in movies that are directed towards teens is a great way to do it because they are the future of our world but I do think that too many topics are being pushed into one movie. I think it would have been cool if the author of the book or even the director if they were just to focus on one social issue here but then create like a sequel or like a series addressing each other social issue that she tries to throw in to this movie it would have been more beneficial and more impactful maybe or even if it were to become a tv show instead like each season could focus on a new issue similar to the 13 reasons why series but let's get more into the production of the film particularly the screenwriting of the film. So this is actually something I am highly considering doing once I graduate from college, so I'm probably gonna end up talking about this section a lot. I thought this was a pretty good storyline. It follows the, the typical hero's journey model where there's an introduction, call to an action. Um, you have your rising action with the little conflicts and resolutions of those conflicts. But then it keeps building, and then you have the climax with the big obstacle, and then you have your resolution. Um, So in the movie, we see that as we're introduced to Vivian, um, we see her life at home with her mom, and then we meet Lucy and the Jock Mitchell, and we see the conflict there. How Mitchell, puts his hand on her shoulder, and she tells him, like, don't touch me. Like, I'm not giving you permission to touch me. And he gets so offended. And once Vivian realizes just how toxic the environment is at her school, she begins the magazine, like, out of anger, which is the call to adventure. And then we see different conflicts throughout the story. A girl being sent home because her tank top... Um, of the dress code whatever or when Claudia gets suspended for the actions that Vivian has been doing to push forward Moxie. So out of all these conflicts is kind of building up to the huge climax where Vivian finds a note in the bathroom of a girl asking the Moxie magazine for help because she had been sexually assaulted which causes Vivian to demand a walkout during school. During this walkout, or I guess after, we reach the resolution as Vivian admits that she's the one who started Moxie because nobody else knew who Moxie was. It was just anonymous, but she admits that, and it brings closure between her and Claudia, her and her mom, and her love interest, Seth. So, the hero's journey does help guide the story along, however, this does make it predictable. Typically, everything is like kind of going good for the protagonist, but then something happens that shoves them back down and then everything starts going bad. Which starts happening, like everything is going good for them in the movie when they're campaigning for Kiara to win the student athlete ambassador. And they have a lot of support from students in the school but Mitchell won, the student athlete ambassador. And after he wins, everything just kind of goes down. Vivian's super upset, so she posts stickers everywhere in the school, which is defacing school property. And then Claudia takes the fall for this, and she is suspended, which causes tension between her and Vivian. Then because of this, Vivian blows up on Seth, her mom, and her mom's boyfriend at dinner which causes tension in those relationships as well. So this leads to the protagonist hitting a breaking point, has some sort of revelation um, to rise up from the conflict and to reign victorious, which is seen when Vivian realizes she has a lot more support than she thought. She receives the note from the girl who had been sexually assaulted and Vivian rises up to send one more revolutionizing push through moxie and this helps mend the relationships that had been strained so with this i think the storyline made the movie predictable in moments but i think it still worked with the content of the film there's a pretty good balance between conflict with resolution throughout the majority of the film except the ending in my opinion i think that it was too quick from the rising conflict to the climax, to the resolution. Like, once Vivian announced that she had started Moxie, up until that point, it's the movie's pretty solid. But then after that, it feels like it kind of ends quick. Other girls are starting to stand up and speak out about what they've experienced, but we only hear from one girl. And I think if we had seen more girls, like, stand up and talk about what they had experienced which kind of like from the director's point if like these problems had been problems that girls face in the real world today I think it would have been more beneficial to the story it kind of feels like once Vivian announces she started the magazine it it feels like they're running out of um, showing minutes for the film and they just cut out some parts Like, the mom comes out of nowhere to talk to Vivian. Like, it's the middle of the school day. What is she doing at the school? But, like, she gets to school, and her and Vivian, like, talk for, like, maybe, like, 20 seconds. And then they're just like, ah, yeah, we cool. We cool. And then, like, the same thing with Seth. Vivian looks at Seth, and, like, they mouth a couple words to each other, which like reading lips is one of the hardest things to do like that was not realistic (laughs) but they mouth a couple words to each other like I'm sorry like I forgive you and they're cool again like I don't know like obviously a full-blown conversation this late in the movie if they're like if the directors are trying to wrap this up it wouldn't have been feasible but like even a small scene where Seth, her mom, and maybe the boyfriend or whatever, like, if they're at dinner, laughing and smiling while music plays in the background. It would solidify the closure, in my opinion, and I think it would have been better than leaving it where it was. I also think the ending would have also been enhanced by showing Vivian filling out a college application, because in the beginning and in the middle part of the film, Vivian is struggling to fill out this college application for Berkeley um, where she's basically asked to describe a cause that she is passionate about and I think if she had been like starting to write about Moxie and her experiences with that and like if it would have like even just filmed like a couple seconds of that of her filling that out it would have created more closure and a better resolution and a better ending to the movie and also would have helped with her character development a little bit as well. Which leads me to character development. Funny how that works. So, throughout the movie, we see character development in two people. We see Vivian go from a shy teenager who believed that keeping her head down would keep her from being picked on. And we see her transform into, you know, a strong young woman who is fighting for these other girls. And then we see Claudia going from a student who sticks by the rules to a student who takes some risks. However, a few people that I wish I would have seen more character development from, or at least like seen more about their background, um, would be Lucy, who is a confident professional ball buster, as said by Vivian, who pushes the Moxie revolution, like, really into existence like she is the driving force behind this but it really doesn't get into her personal life at all which i think the movie missed some opportunity there the mom lisa has this rebellious past but we barely hear about it all we hear is that somebody said her friend was smelly and she didn't shower for two weeks so like yeah we heard about that but it would have been so cool to um see like maybe some flashbacks or her opening up more about the different protests that she's been through and how she rebelled more and maybe her looking through photographs and talking about the fond memories that she had with Vivian or just something along those lines I think would have been a little bit more especially if the movie is about a daughter picking up on her mom's rebellious past and using that as a driving force to like create like a magazine like I feel like more of the mom's rebelliousness needs to. Rebelliousness? Rebelliousness needs to be in the movie. Now, for the overall script of the movie, I found it incredibly cheesy and over dramatic. It absolutely felt like a teenage coming of age mixed with teenage romance movie. Honestly, oh my gosh. All teenage romance films like kissing booth and all the boys I loved before I like them but they make me cringe like just little moments Um, like where Seth tells Vivian that he likes her a lot and then she runs up to him and kisses him I just find this part super cringy Um, maybe that's just me I don't know but this kind of leads me into the acting portion of the film where a lot of it is over dramatic, exaggerated, and cheesy, which also made me cringe. <laughs> One of the parts that bugged me was the initial, uh, initial interaction we see between Mr. Davies, the teacher, and Mitchell. It's at the beginning of the movie. They're talking about how Mitchell was late for class. Mitchell says he was late because he was helping another student find her way to class. And it's over-dramatized to show that Mitchell is lying Um, but playing it less dramatic would have been better. This interaction just feels forced and unnatural to me, and not at all how it would be in reality, um, as is much of the acting in this movie. Uh, Which kind of brings me to the next aspect I decided to look at, which is how realistic and relative this movie is to today's world. Some parts, especially in the acting, are not realistic, However, there are surface level things that I could relate to, such as having to take a first day of school picture for my mom every single year because my mom loves that stuff. She has hung every first day picture in our house, so it's like going down the stairs. So each step that you take is a picture of me like a year later until my senior year of high school. And it's the highlight of the house it's what everybody talks about whenever they come over but it's low-key humiliating and i like vivian hated taking pictures every like first day another point that i can relate to is struggling to fill out college and scholarship applications my senior year of high school this was something i struggled with a lot because like anybody i wanted to stand out and be accepted to my dream school i wanted to be chosen for scholarships because i was unique. And like Vivian, I asked friends and family for ideas when filling out these applications. So into more of the um, social issues and topics that, as said earlier, the movie touches on um, that are controversial and that we see today. The first one is when Mitchell touches Lucy's shoulder and she backs up. She's like, hey, don't touch me. Like, I don't give you permission to touch me. And he gets super upset and he spits in her soda. (laughs) i was reading into some of the reviews on imdb and several people were like angry like they didn't like this movie at all and they said that if something like that happened in real life a guy wouldn't have spit in her drink but like that could happen like i've been in a similar situation where i was trying to tell this guy to leave me alone and he threw his drink on me like that shit happens in real life but honestly like i was just expecting him to get a lot more physical and like shove into Lucy or something and also when Lucy goes to get help like she talks to the principal she's like hey like this is happening and principal tells her that um, she isn't actually being harassed that Lucy's just being emotional and that it's not a big deal which is pretty realistic too because some people in authority if it means a lot of paperwork they're willing to turn a blind eye to some of this just to avoid that Especially if the like bad guy in the scenario is a popular jock, that's actually what would happen in my high school. Um, it wouldn't necessarily be a guy harassing a girl, but in an entire classroom, um, in an English classroom in my high school, the majority of the guys in the class were on the basketball team, and a majority of that class plagiarized an entire like test or exam, and the teacher tried to fail all of them. But the principal said, um, actually, they're on the basketball team. You can't do that. So that is very (laughs) realistic. Now, one point that I think most girls can relate to is the dress code issue addressed in the movie. In the film, a girl named Caitlin receives um, best rack on the ratings list that is posted online. And the next day, the principal enters the classroom and tells Caitlin, who is wearing a thin strapped tank top, to cover up because she's showing a lot of skin and collarbone. Caitlin points out that the girl next to her is wearing the exact same style of tank top, but the principal is just like, just completely disregards the statement and tells her to cover up anyways so they can go back to learning. But because Caitlin has nothing to cover up with, she's sent home from school. So firstly, one point I need to make is that nobody was making a deal about our tank top prior to the principal coming in. If the principal had not come in to say something, nobody would have said anything. It would have been fine. Secondly, one of the things that Vivian writes in the Moxie magazine is that the school is, quote, operating on the idea that girls are responsible for boys' behavior, end quote. This is around minute forty seven forty eight, which is an extremely powerful quote, in my opinion. These dress codes primarily target women. To me, the whole rationale behind school dress codes is that what we wear will determine another person's behavior and ultimately their success. Like, I was told growing up that if I show my shoulders, it's going to be distracting for men, it'll keep them from learning, and I'll be asked to cover up or get sent home from school, which would really just delay my own education. So this is just teaching me that my education is not as important as a guy's, and that I should hide myself to allow guys to be successful. Like, no! If a guy cannot be successful while I'm wearing a tank top because it's 83 degrees outside, man's has issues, and he needs to solve it. So, enough on ranting about a school's dress code. So, one of my favorite points made during this movie, however, is made early on in the movie by Lucy, when they start talking about The Great Gatsby. Lucy makes the point that if students are to be taught about the American dream, they should be reading books that actually show individuals working for that, not individuals who already have it. And it's like a legit point that, like, when she said it, I was like, oh, damn, like, she, right? It should be followed in school systems today, like, curriculum should be changed, because times are changing now more than ever, and we, like, as a society, we cannot remain static Like, we have to change with the times so that way we can grow and adapt to the world as it evolves. So, here are a couple of cool points that I really liked about the movie because I feel like I've been kind of bashing on it this entire time. I really liked the music. I thought it was very modern. It definitely fit the film. The majority of the story is based on the song Rubble Girl by Bikini Kill, which, like, go listen to it on YouTube because it's pretty awesome. And the other songs in the film were very similar to the style and really pumped up the movie. Like, this movie is about taking control of a problem and fighting against a wrong that is happening. And these songs, with their lyrics, the music, um, and the rhythms, they really act as, like, motivation to take control. A second interesting feature of this movie that I really liked is a nightmare scene that occurs so in the beginning we see Vivian running through the woods as something we infer to be like big and ominous is like chasing her like the woods are creaking she's running and all of a sudden she stops and she's trying to scream but nothing's coming out and this thing is just like coming closer until like she wakes up and this scene comes back into play at the end of the movie when Vivian leads the walkout in school and she announces that she started Moxie, and they invite girls to start talking about what has happened to them. One of the girls is like, I just want to scream, and everyone's like, let's just scream them. So they're all just, like, screaming, and the screaming lasts for, like, ten seconds. But as they're screaming, the video cuts to um, Vivian and her nightmare And it's just a good symbolism in showing, like, that her shell has been broken. She has overcome, like, her shyness. She has overcome, like, her feelings of frustration and is able to let go and use her voice effectively. And it just brings closure to the whole story as it reminds you of, like, where she started in the beginning. The last point that I'm gonna bring up is how there is such an emphasis on diversity in this movie there are significantly more POC actors and actresses or people of color actors and actresses than you see on most movies and tv shows today like movies tend to be predominantly white but that's not reality and I think this movie really hit that really well all right so I just threw a lot of information out there so just to recap Here are some of the main points that I want to make about this movie. The movie has an awesome message about empowering women, and it also touches on other social issues, but it can be a little bit much for one movie. The movie is slightly predictable, since it follows like a hero's journey format, but for the content, it was really effective in getting the overall message across. There could have been a greater resolution at the end of the movie but the majority of the film had a pretty good balance between conflict and resolution, although I would have liked to see more character development with multiple characters and just dive more deeply into their personalities and backgrounds. I did think that the overall script and acting is cheesy and dramatic, but for a young adult film that was based on a book for teens, it's it's kind of fitting. Overall, the movie is very relatable to today's world, and it's very coming-of-age. It encourages change from the norm of accepting inequality and unfairness. So with all these points considered, along with some other features of the film, such as the music and emphasis on diversity, I give the movie Moxie a 6.9 out of 10. I definitely wanna read this book now and just like compare it to the movie, see what's different. Um, I just love comparing like books to movies, so much fun. So thanks for listening to this episode of Out with the Old and with the Review. I hope you enjoyed me ranting about the unfairness of school dress codes and me getting way too into the structure of the hero's journey. Uh, If you have a suggestion on what I should review next, drop a comment, record a message, or send an email my way at inwithareview at gmail.com. I'm Chloe Level, and I'll see you next time.